Hi people, my name is Martha and I guess it's my first podcast ever. Um, I've been wondering what I should talk about on this podcast because I have a lot of topics to talk about. Uh, one is feminism, which is a topic I love, but everyone's out there talking about it. The second is um, the health issues that go on with women, especially fibroids and endometriosis. That's a topic that's very dear to my heart because of what I went through. The third would be sexuality. And in this way, like not like sexuality, straight or gay kind of thing. But just um, when it comes to sexuality, uh, sexual conversations, I'd love to have conversations with people around orgasms, foreplay, sex as it is in itself, the pleasures and all that. And um, I know these relationships fall in a different category, but they'll definitely be intertwined with sex. But yeah, those are, those are some of the topics. Apart from feminism, um, I will talk about it. But um, And then I think rape. Rape is something I am dear about very many times. But yeah, those are the topics that I am dear about today on the first podcast said this twice my goodness and i'll be talking about um fibroids and maybe episodes to come because we're talking about this so i was diagnosed with fibroids two years ago and i remember the first time diagnosed me i cried so much i cried so much uh because the reason why i cried is the doctor I don't think he understood the magnitude of, like, the truth of the matter. It was too much for me to handle. First of all, I was on my period, so emotions everywhere, just so you know. And then he finds out there's so many in my uterus, or so over 10, outside of the uterus, inside of the uterus, in the intramuscular muscles. Like, it was like a whole discotheque going on in there. And he tells me, you shouldn't you shouldn't really like you should be worried because you can't get pregnant but the biggest worry right now is the fact that if you're to go for surgery they'd have to take out your uterus and that freaked me out i I, i'm telling you you know when i say i cried for a long time i just mean i cried for approximately 20 minutes um it was five minutes in his office and i kept on trying trying to crack jokes so that i wouldn't cry a lot one of the jokes was oh i shouldn't be using contraceptives and condoms anymore because you know i'm like a contraceptive myself right now and he he found the joke funny as well because i was laughing but i then the next 15 minutes i just got home and cried just cried my heart out because i was very i wasn't disappointed in myself i was just very hard and confused and this is news you're trying to process it and understand the dynamics now the reason i was hot and confused is i love kids i naturally love kids so in my mind i was wondering like oh wow is this like is this is this god's work telling me i can't have kids but i can adopt kids i, I have no problem with adopting kids i have no problem with all the other things that come about it but it was just confusing it was a time when i just needed i think to swim a glass of wine swim and a joint to just take myself away 
but I cried for 15 minutes when I got home and then um, I first called my best friend who cried like a baby and then called, uh, told my parents and my mom was so hot my dad was confused and concerned and worried and then um, told my sister who was very optimistic she said no don't worry we'll get over this and I remember going um, calling my very good friends um, the Taylors, uh, the Radovics and um, and you know they were like my sister optimistic but my mom was just worried because you know it's a baby girl this is bad news and then the father we went down the road getting tests and everything and just having doctors tell you oh you can have surgery so many times but like slowly get the ones outside and inside fast and then the ones in the intravesicular muscles we'll get them later that was pretty hard for me to hear because it's it's literally going under the knife twice or thrice a year just to get a few things out and then there's still things inside and then you're given the options of but they can go back not not taking it so the biggest blow to my parents not even to my siblings but to my parents was me sitting down with them and telling them I've come to a decision, a conclusion. I want to take my uterus out because I feel like that's going to, uh, this trying to have different surgeries. I know insurance is going to take care of it, but just having different surgeries, the, the, the psychological torture it would bring, and then the physical torture of my body. I love to work out. So imagine just being out every four to six weeks because of surgery and then you get back out there and then you have to get surgery again so it was it was a blow and um my dad just told me hey let's get a counselor because you know this 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 stuff affects the mind you know it affects the mind it, it affects the person it's a decision that you want to take but you have to also make sure that you're mentally prepared to take it it's a road that needs mental preparation because five years down the road you're going, you can have moments where you sit back and ask yourself why did I do this you know so I, 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 I agreed with that I agreed to that but my sister made me do something she said hey listen first try out this herbalist I know of and if it fails within six months she gave me six months she's like if it fails we'll, we'll do what you want I, and the reason I took that option is because um, honestly you see the effect your decisions have on your loved ones and I'm not saying it's supposed to be a thing that stops us from making decisions but the decision I made in that moment had um, such an effect on my mother oh talking about this always tears me up there's so many topics that tear me up oh get me teary eyed Theory, whatever that word is. Anyways, um, the decision I made affected my mom in the way that um, she had high blood pressure, and and then in that week of telling her and starting my preparations, to calling out doctors and staff surgeons, and just to try and find out my options when it can be scheduled. She was the sickest. She felt very sick. She was not well. Um, she was constantly thinking about it and to her and I understand where she was coming from she's like you know um, it's hard to get a man who would love you if you can't have kids I understood where she's coming from she's coming from a generation where they've reminded us that oh men want kids and we've seen many men in even this generation of ours 
the millennials who keep saying, oh, but I want a kid, I want a kid, you know, I, I don't want to marry you and not have a kid. Very, very few men right now would say, oh, yeah, we can live together. Because I, and that's a topic on its own, but I just want to say, because we've not learned to live as a unit of two, we love distractions. But that will come later. But yeah, it was it was a decision that affected my mom so much that, um, and then I saw that my what, my what I was doing would kill her literally, would break her heart. And and my mother and I are very good friends. We we love each other. I love her. So I and I decided, you know what, I'm not going to kill my mother because she has two sisters left, and. The sisters would kill me if I killed my if I was a reader and you know it's just those things where you know a decision you made tortured and took this person into depression so much so um I decided you know what I'll, I'll I'll do this I'll do this for my mother I'll do six months of this apple I want a lady in Uganda Kampala called Christine Hanumel are healing naturally together and guys I'm telling you this journey the transformation was surreal first of all I used to weigh like 50, no 85 kilograms <laughs> and I go to her and she takes me off sugar she takes me off so many things and guys I kid you not I went down to how many kilograms yeah I, I lost weight drastically now I have a bony chest by bony chest I mean like protruding collarbone so when I lose weight if I gain weight they're still there but they're not visible because people pay attention to my hips but I lost so much weight at the hips and the butt and then the bones just protruded even more my cheekbones I was like out there real tiny skinny um I have a long neck so when I lose weight it's like very visible (laughs) a long slender neck and I remember just looking too small after four months and I had people body shaming me constantly saying coming up to me and saying you've lost so much weight you look terrible what's happening and they didn't know the psychological torture and like everything I'm dealing with and and it's not like I I don't blame them I'm just blaming the fact that we kind of body shame people we don't body shame fat people only body shame skinny people this is something I had to learn the hard way but um I just had to like deal with that and deal with people constantly coming up with stories which is which is okay because people are coming up with stories and saying oh you know she, she's done this she's done that but um I just the thing that I loved about the most about the six months that I took that medication before I continued taking it was to see the incredible change that happened with my mother my mother became healthier she she got back into her element she was happy and 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 she had life and then my father who who had even like told me to get a counselor he was back in his element again happy and he was just constantly like telling me oh that's not in your diet have you had lunch have you had food now kids i'm a very picky person when it comes to food so they had to make sure i was eating constantly while also while um, 